where three women with names discuss movies that are about something other than a man. Paid in Puke is hosted by Amy Green, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. It's also a spoiler-filled free-for-all. You've been warned. On today's episode of Paid in Puke, we're talking about Bong Joon-ho's 2017 film, Okja, starring On Seo Hyun. Did you look that up? I listened to so many okay. like, different versions of that today, so I hope that's... So we're not okay. going to hear the overdub. Yes. <laughs> Fortunately, it's very easy to say her character name. It tells the story of a young girl named Misha who runs away from her South Korean mountain home to prevent a powerful multinational company from kidnapping her best friend, a genetically engineered pig beast, a gentle giant, and her lifelong companion. We needed a miracle. And then we got one. This beautiful and special little creature will be a revolution in the livestock industry. Our super pigs will not only be big and beautiful, they will also leave a minimal footprint on the environment, consume less feed, and produce less excretions. And most importantly, they need to taste fucking good. Expose Miranda, rescued Okja, and bring her back to you. Ten years in planning, on the cusp of a product that will feed millions. And what happens? That farmer girl is going to destroy us. You should know the situation is not good. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. So fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. So I hope you guys did too. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I really liked it. It had a happy ending, but it was also like didn't save all of them, you know. But still, I'm glad that she was reunited with her best friend, you know. Ugh. Basically, like half her family because yeah. her parents are dead. <laughs> she lives with her grandpa, and so it's like her grandpa and Okja. Oh my god, the beginning of that movie, sweet mm-hmm. scenes of them just foraging. And then how fucking harrowing. The best yeah. thing about watching it the second time when she's dangling from the cliff is that I know she's going to be okay. Because mm-hmm. the first time I watched that, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> yeah. is a child going to die in like the first scene? Right. Like, Thank God, no. Nobody, <laughs> neither of them did. So many right. emotions, up and down. Because yeah. then Oak just saves her, but then falls, and I'm like, is Oak okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my God. 
you're already in love with this thing. Right. I know. And, yeah. And Okja was so smart. Right. Being able yeah. to figure. I mean, I've heard that about pigs that they're highly intelligent. She's the super pig. She was able to see a way to save her and sacrificed herself and went off the cliff. <laughs> saved Nija. Yeah. That was so she had cool. to do like a physics calculation. That was quick thinking and perfect calculating. <laughs> yeah. I mean I guess that could be a hot prop if this weren't like so <laughs> I just need it not feel yeah. real. Right? <laughs> yeah. Just that one thing. <laughs> this is such a fairy tale. It works so well though. You're not really thinking like that couldn't happen. You're thinking that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's gotta be like the greatest at least in the top five greatest CG achievements is like the eyes of this creature mm-hmm. that have so much soul in them, but it's just computers. I mean, I know there's like mocap or whatever, but it's like a person's eyes or a creature's <laughs> eyes. It's so hard to fake that. That's the difference between a good actor and a bad actor is really what's happening in their eyes. And so the fact that they could create this in this beast is so amazing to me. On the face of it just being a story of a little girl and her pet, that's great. But then it also is classic Bong Joon-ho, anti-capitalist. Right, yeah. that's what I was going to say. I love how basically the bad guy is capitalism yeah. in this yeah. little fairy tale. <laughs> it has a very capitalism happy ending, you know. It's a happy ending just specifically for that one bit. You know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's really terrible how many of those creatures are <laughs> basically doomed. Right. Yeah, and it's got the literal putting lipstick on a pig. Like they're lying about where this pig came from. We needed a miracle. And then we got one. Say hello to a super piglet. This beautiful and special little creature was miraculously discovered on one Chilean farm. We brought this precious girl to the Miranda Ranch in Arizona. Our scientists have been raising her with love and care ever since. It's really modified and created in a right. lab. The CEO is like, I'm all about life and the environment. And if she's the good CEO, mm-hmm. not her evil twin sister or whatever. Now the rotten CEOs are gone. It's Mirando's new era with me and with new core values, environment and life. Awesome. Oh, you're much more fun than the last chief executive. Well, former CEO Nancy's my sister, but... Uh, we're very different people, we have very different ways of being, we have very different business ethics. But she's totally ignorant about humanity. She lacks vision beyond her next round of golf. Performative wokeness. Right, yeah, yeah. So it's like all this ruse to try to get people to buy or eat this pig. Just to control the food industry, which is like the capitalist dream. What could be more powerful than controlling what people eat? Right. Yeah. Under the guise of it's gonna cure world hunger, but like really we can't survive on just the meat of an animal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I keep having to say this on this podcast. Like <laughs> you will die if you eat only meat. Yeah. <laughs> I love I know you were just editing us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <you're right. laughs> How many times I gotta say this? <laughs> they did such a good job too with the little cutlets, <laughs> making them look so horrifying. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. 
I do really love that focus group scene where they have all the people sampling it. Tasty. Fuck yeah. That was the best I've ever had. The best of the best. The juxtaposition between the previous scene where it's drunk Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> oh, yeah. sobbing and <laughs> being like, I have to do this, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> oh, you won't die. We're just gonna take some of your meat. Of course, I'm not gonna eat any. We have tasters for that. They're a bunch of half-wit degenerate fucktards! It's gonna hurt. And how like sadistic he is, even though he's like, I'm an animal lover. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was fun. I'm an animal lover. Everybody knows that about me. Oh my god, I love it. I don't think I have any hot props. Shut up, hot props is on. Oh shit, yeah. I was really searching for hot probs. I don't know, maybe a little like the reveal of her sister is actually her. Good luck with clearing up my mess, Twinny. Well, for a while back then you forgot you were such a loser. Don't worry about your apology speech, Twinny. I'll pretend to be you in front of the press. Like, obviously it's also going to be Tilda Swinton, but I mean, that's not... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was really reaching for something. Yeah. That can be hard. Sometimes I hate it when people do that, when they're like, it's my twin and it's me. <laughs> but sometimes it really works. I don't know. I feel like Tilda Swinton is kind of flawless. Oh, yeah. I love her. Yeah, she was great. I didn't think Akja looked like a pig to me. Right. I don't know. Not that that was a hot prob necessarily, but I was like, she looks like a hippo kind of manatee yeah she's designed to look like a manatee primarily with oh, like a little bit of dog and pig <laughs> a little dog really <laughs> yeah. a little bit dog of dog yeah oh. i think the ears maybe oh, okay. dog ears. oh that was like on purpose yes oh i didn't, get, like, I didn't yeah, catch I mean, that the story is that they found this creature <laughs> as like the next evolution of pigs but it was them just fucking around in the lab they made this thing you have to try one of these they're completely delicious <laughs> Such a shame we had to tell all those little white lies. It's not our fault that the consumers are so paranoid about GM foods. And Bong Joon-ho specifically said he wanted the most sympathetic animal face he could find. <laughs> and to him, the most sympathetic animal face in the animal kingdom is a manatee. It's just yeah. like the most sad little, yeah. <laughs> like, could never hurt anything, dopey but cute little face. So yeah, that's I think what... he succeeded. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, in that case, I don't have any hot problems. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that was apparently like, that's a pig. Next call. I really love the way they shot it. Because, you know, obviously there's a lot of CG, but they had a life-sized mock-up made of oak jazz. So it was just like giant plushy. Oh bits you know so there'd be like a <laughs> plush arm that or whatever her foot i guess i don't know <laughs> she walks on four legs but then she can also stand up on her hind legs and use her front paws as arms very well which like i love that scene where she hugs oh yeah. So cute. yeah that's really sweet <laughs> but i love that when they go to bed and they have that bedtime routine she's like lying yeah. under basically a giant stuffed animal oh, nice. <laughs> i love the scene where she's 
brushing her teeth and Mija's like basically inside her yes. mouth with <laughs> a big brush and it's so adorable. Yeah. And they just love each other so I mean, you know, she's not gonna hurt her like being in her mouth or anything, but it was like, wow, she's really getting in yeah. there and brushing the teeth. I mean, so so this is another movie that sets up a lot of things that kind of are mirrored in the third act. When Okja goes crazy and bites Mija's arm, right? She clamps down her jaw on Mija's arm. And then Mija rolls over and whispers in her ear. And that's what calms her down. So that kind of, to me, I was thinking back to when she was brushing her teeth in her mouth. Just the pure, perfect trust that Mija has for her. Yeah. Right. That she could be in her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and she knows, even though she's not herself right now, she'll never hurt me. She would never really hurt me. Yeah. <sighs> oh my God, it's so fucking beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the truck driver who works for the Miranda Corporation. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was one of my favorite yeah, parts, too. And that's that's Paris- the son from Parasite, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah I-, I thought so. He's the one who's like, yeah, I don't have workman's cop. Yeah. <laughs> I, love I love when he's being interviewed on the news after the, the <laughs> ALF thing in the tunnel, and he's like, Miranda is fucked. Significant damage to Miranda's stars seems inevitable. Yep. Miranda is completely fucked. Miranda, that's your current employer, correct? Yeah. I don't care. They fucked up me. <laughs> they fucked up. Yes. <laughs> he's just like doesn't care he's like yeah yeah he's paid <laughs> shit i'm sure yeah, yeah. Right. he's just like this job is nothing to me yeah <laughs> right <laughs> these people don't give a shit about me that guy just keeps kind of insulting him <laughs> he's just kind of sitting there taking it and then like, he takes off his opportunity to stick to the man I'm like, yeah oh my god <laughs> yeah that was cool i'm all for sticking it to the man <laughs> my only like Real stretch of a hot prop is that anytime you hire Paul Dano, you know that he's going to be a little crazy at some point. Oh, <laughs> you know he's hmm. going to beat someone up or do something kind of nuts. But then he ends up being like, that's too makeup. I don't know. Well, I feel like when he beats that guy up, it's uncalled for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see? He goes a little overboard yeah. there. Yeah. It's okay. I hold you dear to my heart, but you have dishonored the 40-year history. And meaningful legacy of the Animal Liberation Front. You have betrayed the big minds and big figures that have preceded you. Never mistranslate. Yeah, it's definitely uncalled for, but he has a right to be mad. When I first saw Paul Dano, I have this instinct that like, I don't like Paul Dano. Yeah. But I think it's because the only two movies I associate him with are movies that I hated. Because I hated Little Miss Sunshine and I hate There Will Be Blood. That's the only ones I can think of from him or that I yeah. would know him from. Maybe it's not Paul Dano that I don't like, yeah. you know. That's what I wonder about Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't hate Zombieland, did you? No, I don't. But I never like a character that Jesse Eisenberg is, I guess. He is always playing a character that I do not like that person. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So I guess to me, I'm like, oh, that guy sucks. But then he's one of those actors everybody's always like, he's the nicest guy I've ever met. And my friend Deb actually <laughs> did an event with him and vouched that yeah. he was super nice. But he's yeah. good at playing terrible like, well, I mean, I get, I mean, doesn't get any worse than Mark Zuckerberg, really. So, no. that's, you know, he's got to carry that burden forever. But I can't think of anything else. He was in. I know he's in a bunch of things. 
Oh, Jesse Eisenberg, uh, Squid and the Whale. I liked oh, him in yeah. that. He was kind of like a... He's just always a guy that considers himself friend-zoned. Yeah, like, incel, like, kind of. Incel, yeah. yeah, yeah, like he's smarter than everyone. And Yeah. But yeah, Jeff Daniels, the father in that, he really sucked in that, and maybe that rubbed <laughs> off on his son or something. I don't know. I'm not a huge Jesse Eisenberg fan either. <laughs> That's the only other movie I think of that he was in. I know he's always going to do something terrible or something I don't like. I feel that's how I always feel about it. He was in a really great movie called Night Moves that I highly recommend. Ooh. He's like a nice guy who <laughs> <laughs> gets unhinged. So again, I just have such icky associations with him, but he's apparently so, so sweet. What's your Paul Dano association? Like, I guess uh, those two movies that you mentioned. Oh, I but thought you didn't like, see There Will Be Blood. Uh, but I know I <laughs> You know what I mean? Fair, yeah. I can tell. You would not like that movie. I've never seen that either. Yeah, you're not I tried to watch it. I started it. And I was like, nope. (laughs) Best case scenario, I'm going to fall asleep. He's just got a weird, he's got one of those faces. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where he looks like he's going to be. That's true. You see him, it's not going to be like a normal character, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, but he's mostly fine in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) He's mostly. I hope he does not listen to this podcast. And especially if you're going to listen to a podcast, right? Like, you have to have a thick skin. I do not like a thin-skinned celebrity. There's so little trade-off, you know, in this deal that you've made with the devil. Oh, some rando on Twitter. Right, exactly. People on Twitter don't like me. Great pate, but... I got a motor if I want to be ready for that party tonight. <laughs> Let's get back to this movie. There's more to say. For instance, Giancarlo Esposito. Yes. I just love him so much. <laughs> yes. He was so good and Do the Right Thing and then Gus Fring. Right. Okay, yeah, hot take. I, like... I kind of don't like Miss Gus Fring a little bit. Oh, really? Well, but he's just... Scary. He, he is, is so, so scary and good. But the specific thing I don't like is that he's supposed to be a native Spanish speaker and whenever he's speaking Spanish, it's so labored and he very obviously does not speak Spanish. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like... Cuando vamos a la cut, you know, it's like, I mean, that's not his fault, but it's a little bit of a mark for me against him. He speaks way way slower than any Spanish speaker would ever speak. (laughs) (laughs) But he does speak that slowly in English, too, so I don't know. I mean, it's not just slow, it's labored. You can tell that he is not comfortable speaking Spanish. Yeah, that's fair. This is an example of just the exact kind of thing I like in a movie. (laughs) When he just gets up to make the espresso and that pause. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's like just kind of taking a break and making it look like he's not doing anything, right? But really what he's doing is feeding ideas to Lucy. Thinking of bringing her to New York, aren't you? I was about to say that. 
Yes, of course. You'll invite her to the best super pig festival and... A moving reunion. The best super pig and the adorable farmer girl forced to pardon and somehow brought together on our stage. Brilliant, Lucy. Yeah, the puppet like master, like yeah. the CEO. <laughs> and she's like, I'm brilliant. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Which, you know, I bet that is how a lot of those CEO, whatever, they have like their confidant or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. person that is a double agent. Yeah, it makes you, yeah, it makes them feel like this brilliance is just pouring out of them, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> She's like the the personality, but he's yeah. the real mastermind. I love how Tilda Swinton is in her window office <laughs> signing her name a bunch of times. <laughs> With smiley faces. <laughs> With smiley faces. And then her signature is on the pig fest outfit that Mija has to wear. Yeah, she's and like, they... I signed the cuff for you. I ruined this dress for you, basically. Right, yeah. <laughs> And then how the dresses are matching, and she right, looks like she's wearing look... an oversized little girl's dress. Like, that is definitely such a, so, <laughs> like, a yeah. little girl cut. Right. <laughs> yeah. To see Tilda Swinton wear that, it's like a little baby doll dress or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like her whole vibe. She talks like a little baby. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> yeah, and she's so bitter about her twin. Like... Yeah, she's like, like, my <laughs> Stinky sister would have done. There would have been <laughs> the rivalry is very on the surface. <laughs> I love how it's all sort of a long con plot to get her disgraced sister back in the... What's her sister's name? Nancy. Nancy. To get Nancy back in the CEO chair, basically. We'll let her do this grand plan. Ten years, we'll let her do this for ten years. And <laughs> it'll be such a huge disaster. Then I can just take over again and everything will be fine. <laughs> like, that's just such a long con. And I, right. <laughs> I love how that's, like, slowly revealed. And right. It's funny the first time, but it's especially funny the second time. The scene where they're sitting in the dressing room. Giancarlo Esposito and Lucy are sitting there. And they're kind of silently eating the pig snacks and looking at each other. <laughs> Delicious. Beautiful. It's very funny. We haven't even talked about Johnny Wilcox yet. (laughs) (laughs) Your favorite. Dr. Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm, I'm not an expert, but I know someone who is. TV's most beloved zoologist and veterinarian, and the new face of the Miranda Corporation. Dr. Johnny Wilcox. Who says a brilliant scientist can't be fun? <laughs> He's apparently modeled the performance after two British TV hosts, Johnny Morris and Jimmy Savile. Hmm, Jimmy Savile, that sounds familiar. I know I didn't look up these people, but I could probably find some clips or something. Come on, where have you been? Well, I've been as quick as I can. You've been as quick as I can. Look at the time. That's just the sand and cement. Now go and get some water. That's what we need. Some water. We'll never get this giraffe house finished. I don't know. Slow coach. Oh, shut up. That'll do. This is in charity worker and high-profile presenter Sir Jimmy Savile, who fronted legendary TV shows including Top of the Pops and Jim Will Fix It, has been accused of sexual abuse against underage teenage girls in an explosive ITV1 documentary. So it's a crazy, over-the-top, <laughs> unhinged, 
grasping its straws for fame. It's very funny to me how enormous his thighs are, too. <laughs> like, I don't know what movie he was filming at the same time, maybe the Spider-Man one, where he's clearly, like, in peak physical performance, but yeah. he's playing this washed up psychologist <laughs> who can't climb up a mountain. Right. Yeah. I really love that scene when everyone was so breathless when they got to the top. <laughs> like, some of them look like they're about to throw up. started underlining meaningful passages in her copy of Moby Dick, if you know what I mean. Because one of mine is from that scene where he gets up there and he's like, I fucking made it, goddammit. No fucking hair, goddammit. Just the way he is so relieved to not be climbing up a hill anymore. <laughs> I love how he, in that scene where he first sees... Akja and he's like, why aren't you filming me? You can't, you can't duplicate oh, these yes. emotions. <laughs> well, fucking film me, Jennifer. You can't fake these emotions. Oh, film it. Yeah, he's like caressing. He really presses his face into Okja. Right. Yeah. I think my favorite line was when she says, get Okja on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, and I had another one that I only wrote half of. It started when a woman humiliates a man, and I couldn't write it fast enough and I forgot to go back. Lucy Miranda says I'm not supposed to harm you in here. Well, at least not physically. She wants you perfect for her big telecast. But when a woman humiliates a man in front of his own colleagues, a man is inclined to make his own decisions. We already mentioned I'm an animal lover. Everyone knows that about me. But I really, really love that one. Right. And the way it's delivered. I like when uh, Tilda Swinton is is talking about how the failures are like the atrocities of her twin and her father. And then there was some failed business thing where a lake exploded. And she's <laughs> like, it's the only lake ever to explode. While my sister was CEO, what was the name of that lake? Moose Lake. Moose Lake? Well, my sister was CEO dumping so much toxic waste into Moose Lake that it exploded, the only lake ever to explode. Well done, Nancy. I was visualizing ways of turning the most hated agrochemical company in the world into the most likable miracle pig-rearing company. That is a very funny line. Oh, I really like when Jay's dressed as the bellboy and he's wearing glasses. And he's like whispering <laughs> to Mija, and he's like, it's me. And then he takes off his glasses to show her that it's him. Mija. Shh. It's me. Jay. <laughs> glasses are the only way. Yeah. Like, Who are you? Oh, that's 
That's just a funny little detail. Also, the ALF people, the one guy who's in the van and he's about to faint because he hasn't eaten. (laughs) And they're talking about how he's trying to have the smallest footprint possible. Yeah. (laughs) He says something about all food production is bad for the planet. Yeah. I'm good. He still hasn't eaten anything? No, he's, uh, he's still trying to leave the smallest footprint on the planet that he can. All food production is exploitative. Try this. <laughs> Come on, it's just a tomato. Ripening into ethylene gas transplanted. I admire your conviction, Silver, but your pallid complexion concerns me. Well, this isn't a line, but I just love how they're following Akja when they're going to like the New Jersey facility and the ALF guys are in the backseat of the van eating spears of asparagus. Like, <laughs> it was just like a funny Yeah, visual. I loved everything with the ALF people. And I loved when they all jumped into the river. Like <laughs> <laughs> Water won't be so bad. Oh, it'll be great. Springs and they have all sorts of animals there. There's like manatee like swim through the spring. They have hippos. Seeing like Okja poop and like <laughs> remember it like seeing a hippo poop and it's like a huge plume of <laughs> yeah. Just it was just like it's it was funny to see. She just had like little pellets of poop. Like it was just <laughs> yeah. Well, they say at the beginning that's what's one of the things that Lucy mentions is one of the features of Oak Jet. All, yeah. all the super pigs is that they produce minimal waste. I forget how she says yeah. exactly, but yeah. Our super pigs will not only be big and beautiful, they will also leave a minimal footprint on the environment, consume less feed, 
and produce less excretions. I've definitely seen lots of animals pooping at the zoo. <laughs> yeah. Had a zoo pass for a long time, taking the kids to the zoo. Oh, yeah. It's, when you have little kids, it's a good pass to get because you can just walk around and see the animals over and over again. Yeah, I went all the time when Logan was little, but Dash was not, you know, Dash not an animal person. <laughs> One time I was there with Dash when he was really little, and you know how the peacock is just roaming around. Yeah. You know? The peacock was, like, coming right towards him, and it's like, forget it. He never wanted to go to the zoo. Oh. I mean, for, I'm sure his point of view was like a dragon coming at yeah. him. Yeah, know? that would be so. scary. I could... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he, in general, is not really drawn to animals anyway. That's so funny, and it was the exact opposite. Like, we were at a place where the, there's signs everywhere that say, like, please don't approach the peacocks, they're aggressive, and Lula's over there, like, twerking in front of a peacock. <laughs> like, I literally have a video of her, for some reason, deciding to twerk in front of a peacock. She's that trying to, like, so show funny. her tail feathers or whatever. Right. I'm like, oh my god, you're gonna die. This is how my baby dies. Right. <laughs> When I was a kid, we went to the Florida Keys, and there was a place where you could go and swim with dolphins, and so my family did that, and you could pay extra for the guy to, like, video record your interaction with the dolphins and swim with them, and I was about, like, seven or eight, and I went with my dad in one area of this gated pool thing. I don't know. It wasn't a pool. It was in the water, like, ocean but they were older female dolphins and I guess they saw that I was like a kid and they wanted to rescue me or like push me up to the surface but it was really terrifying Mm -hmm. and um in the video I was like climbing up the gate like yeah it was like a crazy memory it just reminded me of and now you're terrified of dolphins no I mean like I don't know it was noisy and they were like trying to bounce me up I don't know when Logan was like two I was visiting Kansas City and we went to this it was like not a zoo sort of like a petting zoo farm there was a thing where it's like you can pay three dollars to feed a baby goat mm-hmm. a little bottle of milk i'm like oh that sounds so cute right yeah and so we go and the guy just like hands you this bottle of milk and he's like there's a bunch of goats over there just open the gate go in so you open the gate 30 baby goats come <laughs> straight <laughs> <at you. laughs> and he's like hold the bottle out of there's like this little fight to them one of them finally gets clamped on enough that it's like that's the winner goat you know <laughs> and he's just like <laughs> and then when it's done, it's like, and there's like nobody else around. And then you just have to make your way out with all these goats on you. These goats like biting on my skirt. You know, this toddler was like baby goat night. You know? <laughs> like, God. Oh, it was like such a terrible experience. God, I'll never it's do that again. how much they just trust you with. <laughs> right. I'm like, there, I, there should be someone supervising me. Right? Yeah. I don't think you'd find something like that around here. I think everywhere you go in this area there's like a million people telling you what to do and right telling your kid where to sit and how to sit and don't talk and don't touch them here <laughs> yeah yeah for me it was a bit traumatic but logan was like whatever like that was really funny do they even remember now i doubt it they were really young they were two or even maybe less than two Oh, I, not a line, but I love when they were playing that John Denver song. During yes! The song. <laughs> oh, yeah, I really that love that one. That's, that's another connection to us because we were just talking about how the Beach Boys love okay. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, that's very funny. Oh, yeah, the song. I, I wrote down, You Feel Up, You Feel Up fill up my senses or something yeah that was very i was like this is familiar but i don't know what it is (laughs) that was a cool scene in the shopping 
Aww. I really like that. I was pretty yeah. stressed out about it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I always get stressed out watching them all get trashed for whatever crazy reason. Well, you like, don't like a mess in That's general. so expensive, too. I always worry about I'm like, all those people, all these oh, yeah. shop owners are going to have to clean up all this mess and their shit is ruined. Right. <laughs> Ugh, but, you know, it's for a good cause. I think. Oh, I do have another line. These are journalists who never write about pigs. <laughs> <laughs> You remember what the New York Times said about our super pigs? Intriguing, right? Slate. Lucy Miranda is pulling off the impossible. She is making us fall in love with a creature that we are already looking forward to eating. I mean, these are journalists who never write about pigs. They never write about pigs. They wrote about our pigs. I wrote down, I always have to be on now that I'm the face of the Miranda Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if I was a little grumpy when I first came to the farm. That, you know, being a television presenter can be stressful. <laughs> they always have to be on. And now that I'm the face of the Mirando Corporation. Whoever thought that would happen? <laughs> I love when the company spokesperson... Because Mija's now become the face of the Miranda Corporation. And she's like, here, hold this sign. We'll take this picture for our company Twitter. And she just, like, breaks the sign in half. <laughs> it's hilarious. That was cool. Yeah, she's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. I loved when she threw herself against the glass wall and then it shattered. You know, like the delay of like, she's just lying there and then it's like, <laughs> the whole thing shatters. She's backing up. Yes. The and whole... then she just adjusts her satchel like a little bit before she starts running. Yeah. Yeah. The scene of her like on the truck and going through the tunnel, like hanging yeah. out. Like she was willing to do anything. Like mm-hmm. she kind just... of an action movie. Yeah. yeah. There is the star. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, was... she does a lot of stunts really that like kinda had to be her something. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not bumping into the glass, but the running, and I don't know. She's a good physical performer. Yeah. She definitely did a lot of running down the hill, which looked very treacherous. Mm-hmm. That, like, shortcut she does down the mountain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she's, like, actually sliding on her butt, down rocks. I can't think of another movie with a kid where the kid puts themselves in such perilous <laughs> positions and gets hurt, and she was a badass. <laughs> yeah, voluntarily. Yeah. She was, she was in that situation because she wanted to be. And yeah. She, it's really cool how she saddles up on Ocha in the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Some way. I love that. Oh, I thought their dinner looked really awesome in the beginning when she's mm-hmm. having dinner with her grandpa, and he calls her home on the PA. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Too. I really like they have that system. And then they have the overhead shot of their meal with the bowls and the soup and the little veggies. Oh my god. That was yummy. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's a nice contrast too between that dinner and the overhead shot of the bits of the super pig frying in a pan right yeah <laughs> there's so much mirroring he loves mirroring right the first time i ever heard of this movie was like a year or so ago somebody posted on twitter there's a shot of when they're all watching it unfold on tv the thing happening in the tunnel mm-hmm. yeah i'll show you. and like he replicated it from a shot of when obama and his cabinet were watching the raid on bin laden oh. so i have this picture the top is from okja that's the i know right wow wow yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. That's like, amazing. I love yes. that John Carlos Pizzuto is Obama and Jonas Witten's Hillary Clinton here. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty remarkable. Yeah. That's amazing. I know. And that's why I love the age of the internet that like <laughs> there's little Easter eggs in movies that a handful of people will ever see or discover. And mm-hmm. then it's like, no, you only need one person to find it, put it's it out there, around. and then everybody can appreciate it, you know. I guess in lieu of... Director's commentary, that's what we have. Right. That one both. It's like yeah. crowdsourcing director's commentary. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Why not? Right. God, that is awesome. Yeah. Now I wonder if there were like a shit ton more. Right, yeah, <laughs> probably. He definitely doesn't do anything accidentally. I know. He's yeah. someone I would love to have a commentary from on just everything he does. Yeah. You know? I'm sure there's so much. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That teat is really sloshy. (laughs) I kind of love the sound. I love, hate the sound. She's truly exceptional. And then Jake Gyllenhaal's face when he's underneath and it's just his face and then the two shot of the teat and his face. (laughs) And then he pokes it and it sloshes. (laughs) It's so disgusting and funny. This isn't really a hot prop exactly. It's not like a hot prop at all, really, but it's just me being mad at a character. Like, I can't believe her grandfather thought that gold pig would work. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but then in the end, I'm so glad she has it because it works out perfectly. Yeah. Right? But I was just like, oh, fuck you, Grandpa. <laughs> like, I know you're trying real hard and you do not understand at all, but why doesn't he understand, though? Yeah. Yeah, it seems like he's very, like... It's just circle of life. You know, this is what happens. It's like he doesn't acknowledge how close they are. Yeah, he's trying to gloss over it. I think she probably would have left either way, but the approach was all wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I know, and I was kind of surprised. She went to New York totally alone. That was a weird thing. She travels very far by herself. Yeah, yeah. But they kind of introduce her as this independent person. Yeah. She spends all day wandering around the mountains, (laughs) putting fish and persimmons in her bag, and she's very free-range. So, like, I'm not surprised that she can get to Saul on her own and travel around. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, when she goes to the office and finds the guy... Yeah, she was cool. Oh, and that calendar in the office is a funny detail also. <laughs> kind of a glimpse into the office culture at the Miranda Corporation and how everyone's kind of expected to have like super pig fever and <laughs> whatnot. Right. It's broad strokes of corporate culture, but it's also works really well for me. <laughs> I just love it so much. I love how it's the Australian guy that's always apologizing. <laughs> it's funny to me. I noticed that there was no Korean word for promotion, which I thought was interesting. Oh. (laughs) But they're just saying, they're saying something in Korean and then they say promotion. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm always surprised in like any language when you hear that. They just didn't have a word for it, so they use (laughs) ours. 
I read another piece of trivia about this. When they're all jumping out of the truck into the water and the interpreter says to somebody, learn English, it'll open some doors for you or whatever he says, right? Do you remember what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about? And that the subtitles say he's saying learn English, but he's actually saying something else. So it's like a little treat for people who speak Korean. But I don't remember what it is he actually says. I did find that. Okay. He says, also, my name is Kusun Boom. <laughs> but yeah, I love that. That's another little Easter egg. <laughs> it's an Easter egg and a joke at the right. same time. More dead parents. <laughs> parents do not survive in a lot of movies. Oh, I have one more line I like, which was <laughs> Nancy says, We all have the face and the anus is American as apple pie. <laughs> the Mexicans love the feet, I know. She's like an ultra capitalist. Yeah. Yeah. It's so gross when she picks up the pig off the bloody floor, even though it was wiped very briefly by Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> and you know she's going to bite into it because that's just what people do in movies when they pick up a piece of gold, but gross yeah (laughs) that floor is disgusting i love the scene where she runs up to okja and okja is about to be bolted in the head by the guy in the processing plant and uh she holds the picture up of her as a little girl with okja i just thought that was such a cool scene you know this is a special pig this is someone special to me and i like that i thought that was really it's really smart too because she knows that she doesn't speak english that well yeah and so she's like this is gonna be the fastest way to explain why I'm here and why I want you to not kill this pig. (laughs) And it kind of works. At least gets him to stop what he's doing and think about it for a second, which is nice. What else does a suicide need, huh? Now, if you'll excuse me. Oakley diggly do lunchtime poll. This is what's called a lunchtime poll. The question (laughs) is, what is your favorite tearjerker animal movie? Well, mine is E.T. is not an it's an alien, but I kind of I kind of consider it animal. You know, like I think it counts. I love that movie so much. It was so good. It was like one of the first movies I saw in the movie theater too. And um, how the kids are like hiding ET from their mom, and how he could move things and be good or like phone. And the scene in the end where Elliot and ET are like. really good <laughs> how they're running from the men in the white they never even show the bad guys really yeah. but it's like you know that they're the bad guys et like makes them like fly elliot and his friends on the bikes and like that was just so good i love that movie so much i was so happy <laughs> when et went back into the spaceship <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that movie made, like, a generation of people not trust the government. (laughs) Yeah. The bad guys are basically the government. Right. And they're trying to hide the truth. And I'm like, ah. It might have been the first movie I saw in the movie theater also. Huh. 
and uh, we're the same age pretty much. Uh, yeah. Right. And so it's just kind of like imprinted on us. Like <laughs> the government tries to hide stuff from you. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. It was definitely not the first movie I saw in the theater, but what I remember so vividly about seeing that movie in the theater, I went with my brother and my sister, Kim, who was like the older one who was sort of in charge of us. Our mom gave us like the exact amount of money that we needed. It was like $2 <laughs> a ticket. <laughs> And then we get there, and this was a practice that I don't think lasted very long, but was a thing where at around that time, sometimes theaters would increase the price of a popular movie. Oh! So we got there, and I remember my sister looking at the board where it said the prices, and it was like ET two fifty, like it was supposed to be two dollars for ticket, but it was two fifty for ET. Oh. And, like, luckily she had some extra money on her, but that's, like, Jesus. isn't that the weirdest thing that they yeah. used to do that? It was just lucky she had some extra money on her, because otherwise I think we would have just, like, walked home or something. So I know! You can turn yeah. away a group of children. I know. Oh, yeah. I hope they would just let you in anyway. Right? I hope, yeah. But I think that we wouldn't have tried. I yeah. just know how we were as kids that we would have just been like, oh, well, we're a dollar short. Goodbye. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I feel like Dash would be the same way. Oh, poor Dash. He would, yeah. <laughs> Logan might try. And I certainly would no, not be. Lula and I were both like, just listen now. Come on. <laughs> I would try now, but when I was a child, I definitely would. Yeah. The rule followers versus the questioners. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So you said you had a hard time coming up with one. I did, because I feel like all the tearjerker movies are usually about dogs, and I'm more like a cat person. There's never tearjerker cat movies. But, I so know. I, but I, as a kid, though, I do remember that Snoopy Come Home made me cry so hard. <laughs> I remember going to bed that night and asking my mom if it was okay if I cried myself to sleep, because oh. <laughs> it was so sad. I made him feel unwanted, like he was a pest. Now I'm going out of my mind for him. Like, as adults, my brother would sometimes just be like, No dogs allowed. <laughs> <laughs> no dogs allowed. I think if I have to pick a favorite, it's also not really an animal, but I feel like that's in keeping with mm -hmm. Oak Giant. But I would have to say Iron Giant. Oh, like, I yeah. know, right? The movie, for its own story, but then the backstory of how Ted Hughes wrote that story for his children to comfort them after their mom, Sylvia Plath, committed suicide. So that, that I know, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I like that <laughs> element. Giant? Ooh. You stay. I... No following. I love you. So then 
And that brings that layer of saying goodbye to someone important to you and having to live with that. So, Oof. yeah, I know. <laughs> oh. Mine is the Fox and the Hound, which is a movie oh. that makes me so sad that I still haven't shown it to my kids because I've never been able to watch that movie without crying a lot. And actually, I'm starting to cry just thinking about it. Oh, <laughs> this is a sad lunchtime. Oh. It's like basically about how you might lose friends for stupid reasons. <laughs> I've never watched that movie. Oh, but, fuck. but you know I the gist to. of it? No, not really. Do you, the plot if is you're that, gonna like, tell there's it, a it baby fox. So there's this hunter guy and this kindly old lady and their neighbors. And the hunter guy's a dick, obviously. And he hunts foxes and he kills the parents of this little baby fox. And the old lady finds the baby fox and it becomes her pet. And meanwhile, this hunter gets a hound puppy. And the puppy and the... It's a cartoon, by the way. Right, yeah. <laughs> and the puppy and the fox meet and become friends. Mm-hmm. And they have the cutest, stinking little voices. Papa, you're my very best friend. And you're mine too, Todd. And we'll always be friends forever, won't we? Yeah, forever. Hey, let's go swimming. Give me a head start and I can beat ya. One of them is voiced by tiny Corey Feldman, who I think was like, uh, I think it his first role. Aww, poor Corey. And they hang out, but then the hunter guy is like, you gotta keep your fox away from my hound, blah, blah, blah. And they're, but they're still friends for a while. And then because they won't stop hanging out, the hunter takes the hound away, a hunting expedition or something, they come back and the hound has grown up and has been taught to kill foxes. Aww. And then the second act is the fox being like, but you're my best friend. And the hound being like, but I'm supposed to to kill you. Copper! Copper! Todd, I... I don't want to see you get killed. Drag him down, boy! I'll let you go this one time. Don't lose him! And it's so fucking sad oh, God. <laughs> and it doesn't have a happy ending at all oh. <laughs> yeah kids gonna watch this to be so brutal like bambi that was awful i know Ugh. So yeah, that's a rough one for me. Yeah. <laughs> I also thought of Harry and the Hendersons while we were talking. Oh, I never oh, watched yeah. that. Which isn't a sad movie, it's mostly just kind of silly, but then there is this one scene at the end that always makes me cry, and then I always feel stupid because it's Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> but John Lithgow is so amazing oh. in the scene. It's that classic telling the creature that no one wants you for their own good, like, get out of here, when nobody oh. wants oh, you. Oh God, no! <laughs> get out of here! Can't you see we don't want you anymore? Why can't you go back where you came from? And leave us alone! Every time I'm surprised when that movie gets me. <laughs> and that was even before I was a mom, which now makes me cry at everything. Right, but yeah. I used to be, I'd be like, daring a movie to make me cry. And now I'm like, my fucking Geico commercial makes me cry. Oh my god, I cry at the dumbest stuff. <laughs> oh, very. I will just say that I hope Bong Joon-ho just keeps making movies about the dangers of capitalism. Yeah, yeah. I will just I never get tired of that. Yeah. I love this movie so much, and... I even like it better than Parasite, actually. Oh, yeah. I, 
I only just recently saw it on Netflix. Like, I hadn't heard of it before. Yeah, either before yeah. you suggested so, it. Yeah, I just, it's very underrated. Right. <laughs> Everyone should see this movie. On the next episode of Paid in Puke, we bail out Quentin Tarantino's 1997 crime drama, Jackie Brown, starring Pam Greer and Bridget Fonda. If you enjoyed this episode of Paid in Puke, please take a minute to rate us highly on your preferred podcast listening apparatus. If you did not enjoy this episode, no further action is necessary. Paid in Puke is hosted by Amy Green, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. Music by Silent Partner. Follow us on Twitter at Paid in Puke Pod, on Instagram at Paid in Puke Seattle, or join us on Facebook at Paid in Puke Podcast. Thanks for listening. Lick it up, baby. Lick it up.